Hello, I am Grace Jeffries, and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them, and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today, my guest is Jane Nickerson. Jane is the CEO of Swim England, where she has worked for over five years. Thanks for joining me today, Jane. Can we start by you telling the listeners a little about the work you do now and who you do it for? Okay, so I'm the CEO of Swim England, which is the national governing body for swimming throughout England. And we do everything from learn to swim through skill development, recreational swimming, right through to talent development, preparing our swimmers, divers, artistic swimmers, water polo players, ready to move into British swimming teams to represent their country. So it's the whole wide gambit, everything to do with aquatics in the water, really. While you were at school, did you know what you wanted to do or be, or did that happen when you were older? It's never happened, Grace. I've never really known what I wanted to do. Um, When I was at school, I hadn't got a clue. So I went and did a degree for teaching and what was then the Certificate of Education and Bachelor of Education. While I was there, I realised the last thing I wanted to do was actually teach. So I already had had a gap year before gap years were invented. I spent a year in France, so I had some linguistic skills. So I followed that path for a little while and I went into hotels. So I fell into hotels just by sheer fluke, really, and worked my way up into a senior management position there and realised I loved it. But a career change came about in the 1970s when the hotel was taken over and I came to work in what was effectively my hobby. So I've never really chosen a career, it's chosen me rather than the other way around. Did you always want to work in sport? No, I was always involved in sport. I was a swimmer from a very young age. I swam from nine years old um, at county level and above, and I was volunteering sports. So I was uh, what was then, before the regions, a district secretary. I was a swimming official and things like that. And suddenly getting the opportunity to work in sport, and particularly in my sport, was really exciting for me. We know that the government are really supporting walking and cycling. Do you think swimming should get equal support and, importantly, funding? Swimming as a a health and wellbeing model certainly deserves funding. Cycling's great and a lot of people can do it and walking's absolutely great because nearly everybody can do it. But we do have a large percentage of the population who cannot exercise on land and the water is a really good medium for them. So we are fighting at this moment in time for some funding to help leisure centres and swimming pools open up so that everybody can have some form of water-based activity and also we're fighting for, social, for prescribing for swimming to make sure that people can be prescribed the water if it's the best thing for them. What made you think that you had to change your job from a senior in hotels to sport? Uh, that decision was really made for me. The hotel was taken over, all the senior managers were cleared out and I was looking for a role, and a role became available in swimming. So I naturally gravitated to that. What was interesting was about three years later, I was offered my old job back in the hotel, and I said, no, thank you, I'm now happy in where I am now. So, With COVID-19 shutting all the ledger centres and pools, so many people have just really missed going for a swim. How have they had to deal with that, and do you think they'll be happy to start swimming again? We've done 
done a lot of research into this, Grace, and we found that people do want to go back to the pool, and the few pools that are open, which is less than 20% of the pool stock at the moment, are getting lots and lots of bookings, and the bookings are filling up very quickly. So there is confidence to go back there. We've also done some insight with parents, and parents have said that they want their children to go back into swimming lessons. We work really hard on the safety side of it, because the last thing we want to do is to put people into a sport or an activity which is dangerous so we worked really hard on the guidance and making it safe as we can for people to go back to the water and some confidence is there. How many people swim every week? We know that 14 million adults swim every single week and 8 million children go through swimming lessons every week. Um, is there anything that you still want to do either personally or professionally? Personally, I love wildlife photography and travel and I just want the opportunity to be able to go back and march through jungles for my camera and do things like that again. So, And I would love, one of my ambitions is to get a, a, um, a photograph published in something like National Geographic or something like that. So that's one of my ambitions. Professionally, I want to get the System England back to where it was. It will be a different word post-COVID, but I want to build it up again so that it is a really successful organisation once again. How has COVID-19 impacted the way you work? It's massively impacted the way we work. Some of it is for the good because we've learned to do a lot more on things like Zoom and WebEx and things like that, and it's reaching far more people. So my team that look after the swimming teachers across the country and offer training to them have actually touched more swimming teachers with training and CPDs and things during the lockdown period and this easing period than they did in two years previously. So we need to learn from it. We need to learn to use the tools we've got and use them to our advantage, but we also need to make sure we can rebuild back to where we were as well. What tips would you give girls when they start to think about their careers and their future? Follow your heart in a way, rather than your mind, because if you love what you're doing, you will love doing it and you won't mind the hours you spend at it and you'll be successful at it. If you end up in a job or a role that you really are not happy in and you don't like, you won't give your best and you won't be your best. And the other thing I will say to everybody, be yourself. Just be yourself. Don't try and copy other people. Take the best from people. Also learn from people who you think don't do things the right way around. I've learned a lot from people who didn't treat me very well, and I vowed I would never treat people the same as that. So learn from a, a, a number of people, the good and the bad, and the things you like. But more importantly, be really true to yourself. Did you go to university, and how important do you think it is to go? I went to a teacher training college and did a degree there. Um, I think it depends on what you want to do. For me, university or college was a growing up experience and it was three great years of my life, absolutely. But it's not for everyone. And I have relatives who didn't go to university who have done extremely well in their careers as well. And sometimes coming in at the ground and working the way through can be just as successful. So it really depends what you want to do. Have you ever had any idols or mentors? So have I ever had any idols or mentors? Uh, mentors, I've used mentors throughout my business career. They are extremely helpful. Business coaches and mentors allow you to hold the mirror up to yourself and to, to see yourself as you really are and then to make the changes that you need to make to, to be the better person you can be. We'll never be perfect, any of us. We never get it all right. And that's another key thing to remember. Make mistakes along the way and learn from them. Never be afraid to make a mistake. 
Unless you're a heart surgeon, that wouldn't be good. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. <laughs> the world is changing so much and so quickly. What do you think work for women might look like in 10 years' time? No, I hope it will be a fair level playing field for all women. I hope it'll be a fair level playing field for everyone. I'm not convinced it is absolutely there yet. It's certainly a lot better than when I was growing up. And I went on boards as a, as a female trustee or board director quite early on because I wanted to make sure there were women around the boardroom table just because diversity in all aspects brings lots of different um, perspectives on things. But it was a tough thing. And I used to go to interviews and say to people, take me if I'm as good as that guy and I have the skills you want. Don't take me if I'm not as good, but don't make me have to be better. And that's been a mantra I've sort of applied all my life. But I've never tried to be a guy. I've always kept that feminine side. I like doors to be open for me. I quite like a guy to give me a seat for me. I'm quite old-fashioned in that guy's. I just want an equal opportunity to be able to do a good job the same as anybody. What do you like so much about swimming? It's my sport. I gravitated to water as a little one, so I was taught to swim because I used to just wander off and throw myself in rivers. My parents thought I was quite <laughs> dangerous but I didn't know how to swim. And I just literally moved through it all. I, I started swimming in swim classes, then I got taken into the club environment, worked my way through, and it became my life. I've made long life friends who are now all over the world and we're still in touch with each other. And it, it that in school was just literally my life. So that's what I love about swimming. It's great all-round exercise, but it builds so much resilience and camaraderie with people. Do you do any other? Do you do any other sports? I do yoga a little bit to try and keep fit. I walk a lot, but that's about it now. Swimming is my go-to place even now. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Jane. Thank you so much and I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make and how we can all swim a little bit a little more. Keep Thank listening. You, Grace. You're welcome. Sorry. Keep listening to Grace Jeffries Meets as I talk to many more brilliant women.